Hello everyone and welcome to a bonus Tuesday edition of the Royal Ramble. Blaine the Brain here and in this episode I will be reviewing the AEW All Out event from Sunday night. And I'm not alone. Allow me to welcome this week's guest co-host and one of my loyal listeners, Narubin Sa, who actually attended the event in Chicago. Narubin, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you, man? Excellent, excellent. Just recovering from a wild week of weekend of wrestling. <laughs> so before we get to chatting about the pay-per-view, because believe me, I have a lot to get off my chest, I wanted to address the elephant in the room that everyone seems to be talking about, and that is, of course, the ongoing internal issues between certain AEW talent, which continued in the media scrum following the event, as CM Punk angrily responded to a reporter who questioned him about the whole Colt Cabana issue, and, and Punk even went as far as to basically call out the EVPs of the promotion, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, which led to another backstage altercation. Ruben, what do you make of all of this, and, and how do you feel Tony Khan should be handling it? Oh, it was crazy. Like, when I found out the news, like, I was in the shuttle, right? And then after the event, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much to process, because I was at the event, right? And I'm jumping from place to place to place, and I'm hearing all this news, and I'm in my mind, I'm thinking WTF, like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, and I, I was, and I was just like, uh, it's, it was crazy. It was crazy just hearing it, and I, I couldn't really fully process it till the next day because it was just so much. And I was like, everyone's saying it was a work, it was a shoot, and and I don't think I don't, I don't think this is a work. Like I think that this is right. definitely a shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. One thing I wanted to ask is because you had basically expressed, I think, I think you wrote in my group or maybe the SNME radio group. Yeah. Uh, that you um, left wrestling for a bit and got back into it because of CM Punk uh, last year, at uh, right before the All Out pay per view last year. Yeah. yeah. Did, so if it happens, if if Tony Khan has no other alternative but to release CM Punk from his contract, would that affect your um, your stay here in in as a wrestling fan? Absolutely not, and uh, I'll tell you why, right? CM Punk was like, like he says about himself, he's the catalyst of professional wrestling. He got me back in, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I've always been a fan, I've been, like, I mean, for those 10 years, outside of those 10 years, like I, I've, I've been a fan of wrestling that's outside of like certain people. I like, you know, I liked everything about it, right? And But CM Punk, you know, right before, you know, I left, was one of my favorite wrestlers, right? But mm-hmm. if he leaves, then, you know, I'm still saying, right? Because CM Punk got me in, but I didn't stay for CM Punk. I stayed for everything that happened after. Right. Right. I stayed for Kenny Omega. I stayed for Danielson. You know, I stayed for, you know, the rest of the elite. You know, I stayed, I stayed for, you know, for everybody else. So, so if he's gone, he's gone. And, you know, Tony, uh, Tony Khan has to make a decision. He has to draw that line, line, in, line in the sand now for, not just for his sake, but for 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 his entire company's sake. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I hope these issues are definitely resolved sooner than later, and hopefully peacefully. Uh, but I won't dwell too much on it uh, because there are a lot more positive things to talk about, and that, of course, leads us into our pay per view discussion. Now, Narubin, you visited Chicago this weekend, all the way from Toronto, as you as you had pointed out. I'm a little curious, though, as to how this trip all came about. Was All Out always part of the plan? At the beginning, I didn't... So, my situation was, um, and I'll reveal a little something personal, was 
I didn't really I have a job for about a year a year or so a year and a little bit of change okay I recently started working in June but you know I had to balance out like certain things you know can I afford, afford to go on a trip right mm-hmm. what are my you know what what are my priorities right now right you know because right. you know, I got so many you know I got bills to pay and this and that and whatever uh, but you know, I have I went to another event uh, on Saturday, right? Which is like it was called Arc Techno Music Festival, and okay. I have some friends there. We're also going to live in Chicago, and you know, I had a friend who was you know recently you know who recently became a mom. So mm-hmm. you know what? Everything it was a perfect storm, right? Like if I wasn't going to see her this year with the rest of my other Chicago friends, maybe it wasn't going to happen, right? So I had two things: I had the event. I had, you know, I had, I had the festival, I had all out, and I'm like, you know what, like, it was already written that I'm coming, I'm gonna go, like, at least, you know, I had to shorten my trip, originally I wanted to do from, like, Thursday to maybe uh, Tuesday, but I shortened it from Friday to Monday, mm-hmm. so, you know, you know what, like, when am I ever gonna do this again, it might not be for a long time, so I said, you know what, F it, let's do this, and, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did it, I don't regret it at all. Was this your first time attending an AEW event? Yeah. Okay, that uh, was a first time for everything. I, I was hoping that I would have tickets by now to the Dynamite in Toronto. Unfortunately, I do not. Uh, but I will uh, be enjoying it live from my uh, the own comfort of my living room. Uh, how would you compare, uh, first of all, the fans in Chicago to us in Toronto and as someone who has experienced both audiences? In many ways, they're the same. Uh, you still have, you know, a lot of rowdy people, a lot of people making like dumb smart mark um, uh, comments, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of drinking, but also a lot of friendly people, right? You know, I spoke to the guy beside me. I spoke to the guy on my left. I spoke to the guy, I spoke to the people on the right, which coincidentally, so, so funny actually. So mm-hmm. at the hotel I was staying in, I saw some fans, some obvious fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to talking. They went to the GCW event the day before, and then you know I had to leave. They had to leave to go to the event. So I was sitting in my seats, and come to find that the empty seats beside me, they are sitting in. So yeah. that was a bit of a ha- that was a bit of a happy coincidence. So <laughs> no, it was great. Like everybody was super friendly. I talked to everybody. I talked to people in the merch line. Um, you know, I talked to people beside me. I talked to people ahead of me. Uh, like everybody was, you know, every but nobody refused the conversation, so mm. it was it was great. Well, except so the the key difference though is I didn't like on the wrestling events in Toronto. I didn't see anyone overly drunk. These two guys in front of me, guys dressed like MJF, oh. were extremely drunk to the point where one guy was picking fights with people. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to see that at a wrestling event for sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, So now uh, we can get into the actual pay-per-view rundown. I'll basically go through the highlights of each match and just ask for your thoughts here and there. Uh, I didn't actually tune in for the buy-in or zero hours, it were. Anything, any specific uh, highlights from the pre-show for you? Yeah, so I missed Sammy Sammy and Tay's match because I was buying some stuff in the merch line. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got into... uh, Hooks and uh, Hook and uh, Angelo's match right. wasn't bad. That, that was that was that was a, that was an okay match. And then uh, we got into Kip Sabian's and uh, Pox match, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, and the thing too was like 
like you don't get this effect on, uh, on the, during the during the pay per view, right? But when when the guys take the bump in the ring when they fall on their back, you can actually hear it. It actually adds to the effect. Yeah, and uh, it was crazy hearing that. Uh, so that match was really good. Seeing seeing uh, seeing rather seeing Pac doing the Black Arrow was pretty awesome. And then him uh, seeing Kip talk to his like little box stick that was pretty <laughs> crazy. Oh, that was a great. That was a really good match. And then uh, Ishihi and uh, Kingston had their match. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my one of my one of my favorite matches of the night. It was really good. That's what I heard. Really yeah. Good, really good match. Like the slapping was like the slapping te- like you know their like you know their feet to strength. Like who could take the slap <laughs> was great. It was a really 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 great match. I loved that. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was a great. It was a great zero hour. Really 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 great zero hour. I loved it. For sure. Uh, so the main card started with one of the matches that I was most looking forward to, uh, just based on who was in it, and that was the Casino Ladder match. I have to say, as a standalone match, this was impressive in terms of overall athleticism, but definitely not in terms of psychology. Uh, for instance, there were some specific instances where guys had the opportunity to win the match and instead chose to perform a spot, which is unfortunately what these matches have become. Uh, In fact, I think it was Andrade at one point who actually shook his head, basically signaling that he knew he was making a mistake, but did the spot anyway. Uh, So without focusing on on this match specifically, when a match like this becomes a spot fest, does it automatically affect your enjoyment of it at all? Well, here is the thing. And um, so I was watching the match and, uh, and, uh, you know, you could... You could actually see like uh, people's experience, right? Like, like you you could see like Yuta, who's like you know a bit inexperienced compared to the rest of the guys, and him just kind of slowly walking, going up the ladder, and and him just kind of looking down and like, and it was just kind of obvious he was just kind of waiting on a few things, and that took me a little out the match. It was kind of, uh, to me like it wasn't too bad. It was kind of a nitpick, but you can actually like see him walking up, and I'm mm-hmm. just like. Uh, obvious that he's yeah. waiting for something right like, um and uh, but the other guys you know like like uh like Rush and andrade like you know they mm-hmm. work very well together and like you could see them communicating and like you know like how they're how they're going about their spots preparing their spots was more natural right but but you know that comes with like experience and and, and everything right so absolutely some guys did it well some guys you know not 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 so well but mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't you know like it wasn't like terrible by any means but you can definitely see like kind of the cracks in what they're in, in the trying to execute spots mm-hmm. understood yeah uh the other thing is they never really clearly explained the rules for the match unless i missed it uh which was it basically uh was gauntlet style so theoretically you can win the match before all the match participants have even entered uh what did you think of that concept yeah, it was really confusing. Um, like they sort of expected us to know, but like I think like you know J- Justin Roberts, you know, could have explained the rules at least briefly, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just kind of throwing us into it. Yeah, for sure. Well, just to go through the match, uh, Wheeler and Phoenix started things off, uh, and were soon joined by Rouge, Andrade, and then Claudio. Uh, there was a weird spot where a couple of ladders were were kind of tangled up in in the shape of an X. Uh, with Andrade position on top. It was almost like a, like a scissor lift kind of thing. Uh, and then Claudio goes to lift up the structure just to dump Andrade to the floor. 
Uh, Dante then ran out next, and then Penta exploded out of the gate, meeting Dante on the entrance ramp with a destroyer, which looked great. Uh, basically, the finish was a group of masked guys come out and uh, knocking all over, all the uh, participants on to the floor, uh, while one of them climbs up and grabs the chip. All before the and this is all before the Joker participant has entered. Uh, did any of this confuse you uh, or the live crowd, or were you thinking one of these guys might have been the Joker? Uh, it was crazy that when that all happened, it was, it was, it was, the whole crowd was confused. Everybody was saying, what? And then for a mm-hmm. split second, I thought it was a shoot. For a split second. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you know, one guy takes off his mask, it's revealed to be Stokely. And I'm just like, wait, what's going on here? Then Morrissey, <laughs> then uh, W. Morrissey, and then all these guys, right? And I'm just like, wait, what's going on here? And then, yeah, the Joker comes in. And then I see the Joker, and then, you know, he's going to do his reveal... He teases it, and then, nope. and then everybody was just kind of like, uh, what? And then, I don't know, like, I'll be honest with you, man, this was, this wasn't the lowest point, I'll tell you what the lowest point of the of the event for me, but this was yeah. kind of like, we'll get to know, that this in was a bit. kind of a waste, this was kind of a waste of a match, a waste of a match for me, to be honest, just to set up, like, a larger point, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it, it wasn't, uh, I didn't think it was the greatest start to the event, um, yeah. especially a match of this nature uh, where you'd expect it to get the crowd riled up a little more. Um, and this finish was just puzzling, like to me. Uh, as you said, all the guys removed their masks. Uh, Stokely at the top grabbed the chip. And then all of a sudden the Joker comes out with like another mask on uh you kind of look like a devil or like a skeleton costume yeah uh actually you know what it, it kind of reminded me of i don't know if you've seen the movie it was the, of the character v from v for vendetta a bit yeah 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 and then stokely just hands him the chip and then like i mean i know the rules are not explained but i i'm pretty sure that's not how you win the match <laughs> no not at all yeah, and, and as you said, of course, he teases removing the mask, but instead shakes his finger and just walks away. Um, the tournament finals were next to crown new first-ever trios champions in AEW, featuring the elite team of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, the EVPs against Hangman Page and the Dark Order, uh, which is represented by John Silver and Alex Reynolds. This was great, I thought. Uh, very fast-paced, as we all expected. The crowd seemed to pop huge for Kenny versus Hangman. How was the live reaction to that? Oh, it was great. Like, it was like, you know, the whole tease throughout the entire match. And then them finally meeting, like, you mm-hmm. know, it was palpable. It was like, whoa, like, you could feel it. It was just, it was crazy. Like, the crowd's reaction, like, them getting into it, it was... It was definitely like one of my favorite matches, matches for sure. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was great. I, I, I absolutely loved it, and and it was a, a very well constructed match. I found. The, so the story, uh, as we alluded to, uh, was basically the con- continu- continuation of the issues between Paige and the Elite, and whether they're still friends or not. Uh, in the end, it was Paige accidentally hitting Johnny Hungy with his buckshot lariat which led to Kenny getting the pin and the Elite winning the belts. Uh, So I love this finish. Uh, Again, a lot of continuity there. Uh, There's multiple directions you can go with it. A lot of people were saying, actually, that there was an off chance that the Dark Order could have won this match. Did did you predict that at all? I I wanted them to win. I was hoping they would win. And, like, when they were teasing Johnny, like, almost winning it, I'd be like, 
we actually thought, like the whole arena thought that they won at one point, mm-hmm. right? But then the ref called it and said no. It was like it was very no, close, was yeah. Count. Yeah, it was a two count, but it was like a two point nine nine. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so Athena versus Jade for the TBS title. Uh, pretty short match here. Uh, Jade actually came out dressed as She-Hulk, which is a popular uh, show today, uh, and comic book character, of course. Uh, what did you think about the outfit? Oh, I loved it. Like I didn't see it at first, and I'm like, wait, why is she green? And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. And then yeah, no, they they came out. They had a match. You know, you know, Jade still being a little bit green you know mm-hmm. it did kind of show a bit but like she's getting better and better and i you know i actually stayed for the match right i didn't mm-hmm. go out and you know go go to the washroom or get like any food or drinks like you know i want to stay for this match and exactly and, you know she's and she's getting better and better right and mm-hmm. like an experienced performer like athena you know could you know can really bring out the best in her for by, sure. by all means not the not the best match of the night but certainly not the worst yeah, I, I have to say that I was a little surprised at the outcome. Uh, I definitely expected a title change here, uh, the, but the champ retains with Jaded after catching Athena coming off the ropes with a pump kick. Then uh, we went into an interview. Uh, Marvez was outside in the parking lot uh, interviewing CM Punk, who pulled in with a steal, uh, basically asking about Punk's health. Punk says that he's not at 100%, but Mox isn't fighting him tonight. Instead, he's fighting the whole city of Chicago. Uh, that was a great line there. Uh, the second trios match is next. And being an Impact fan and a fan of the guns, this was the one that I was most looking forward to with Wardlow and FTR accompanied by Harwood's daughter, Finley, uh, taking on the team of Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns from Impact. Uh, it was a fun match and it all built to Wardlow getting the hot tag and eventually putting Lethal away with a powerbomb symphony. And then after the match, of course, the heels along with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt surrounded the ring. Uh, but then we got the return of Samoa Joe, and I don't know about you, Narubin, but I was half expecting Joe to just attack Wardlow. I thought we were definitely getting a mini TNA or ROH reunion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting that. But can I just say one thing about that? Sure. Uh, before the match even started, when Wardlow was coming in and everybody was chanting Wardlow's name, including me, mm-hmm. seeing it on TV is one thing. Doing it with the crowd and the arena is a whole other thing. Oh yeah, I'll bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was awesome. Um, no, that was that was a that was a decent match. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Motor City, you know, Motor City Machine Guns is live is awesome. They're definitely you know one of the best tag teams you know in the, in the industry today. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing them against FTR, oh, I, I was, that was great. They're definitely. At some point, there definitely needs to be an FTR versus Motor City Machine Guns match. Absolutely. Either an Impact, either an Impact or AEW. Absolutely. Yeah. Th- yeah. Exactly. That's what. That's definitely what I'm hoping for. I hope we definitely see more of those two teams uh, together. Uh, Impact actually has their big event, uh, Bound for Glory, coming up next month. So hopefully, we get some kind of crossover with FTR there. That would be great. Um, and then, of course, the aftermath of that match, as I said, Joe comes off. Joe, Joe comes out. He chases the heel team off, uh, leaving Sanjay isolated in the ring. And then uh, Dash's um, <laughs> daughter Finley comes in. She breaks Sanjay's pencil, which was kind of cute. And uh, that was pretty much the end of it. So from there, uh, we go to Will Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Uh, this was, I don't want to say the most surprising because I'll get to that match later on, but this finish did come out of nowhere. Um, 
Hobbs wins via Spinebuster. What, what did you make of that? So here's the thing. So this is the match I left the washroom for. So mm-hmm. what happened was was I, I left and I went to go to the washroom and uh, you might have missed the whole beer. match. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, okay, this this might be ten minutes. And maybe I'll catch the end of it. And then I went out and then I was waiting and then I hear the match. I hear Hobbs's music and I'm like, wait, is the match over? Wait, what happened? <laughs> Okay, so uh, from there we go. The tag titles uh, were next on the bill. It was Swerve in Our Glory defending against the Acclaimed. This was another fun match and one that the crowd seemed hyped for. Uh, but again, the champs retain with a double stomp off of Lee's shoulders. Uh, do you think we should have had new champs here? I think so. So the story on this was, um, so I couldn't retrieve my ticket. So I spent like 10 minutes trying to find it. I found it. Mm-hmm. So I got in maybe... Two third, like maybe halfway through the match, but this was still. I gotta say, this was this was my my match of the night. Even though I missed the beginning of it, this was my match of the night. And they're definitely teasing, like they claim winning, and and then for sure. But they didn't. But then what ended up happening? I don't know if you heard it in the pay per view, but the crowd turned and swerved on our glory. Like I even. Oh I was no, going. we didn't. We didn't hear that at all. That like they they must have cut the audio off or something because I I heard like it, it was just a flat sound there was like dead air no 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 the, the crowd the crowd fully turned on swerve on our glory they got mm-hmm. booed they got when they when they won they got booed it was deafening oh. that that happened like yeah. that, they got they they got booed and like this i think like what they need to do is they need to capitalize them they mm-hmm. should they should turn the team heel yeah they for got sure booed. for they sure they got booed and and uh, I think uh, they claimed. I think they should have won it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I don't know if it's a matter of people just not liking Swerve or Glory, but I think they just liked the acclaim. They wanted to see them win the belts. Um, and do you think that they should have called maybe called the audible and and had the the opposing team go over? No, and the, the and uh, my reasoning is is you know what I mean. You don't want to really want to change things on the fly, right? You don't know mm-hmm. what kind of long term story stories that tony is telling and you know you don't want to turn in you don't want this to turn into wwe where things right. are changed on the fly and you know and then things go nowhere right so mm-hmm. if they're turning like if they're telling like a long-term story with uh with with serve with swerve in our glory uh then you know keep it right but what should have happened was you know tony should have tony Khan should have anticipated this yeah exactly exactly especially considering the build uh, and and of course the lack of reaction. I, like I haven't noticed hardly any reaction for Swerve in Our Glory lately. Um, you know, I think now is the time. I think maybe to turn him heel because mm-hmm. uh, that those boos were deafening. Like those when they <laughs> won, sure. when they well, towards the end when they won those boos. Th- th- I was booing. <laughs> I was booing. <laughs> uh, so cameras pan to the back. We see John Moxley sparring before his big match, uh, and William Regal, of course, is there as well. Uh, this led into the four-way match to crown an interim women's champion. Uh, Narubin, this is something that I've gone off quite a bit on quite a bit lately. Uh, I cannot stand the concept of interim titles in any company. To me, it's just a temporary title that doesn't mean anything. Uh, what is your take on that? Uh, I don't know. Like, like in, in UFC, they have interim titles all the time, and mm-hmm. I can see why Tony's kind of trying to replicate that. But like, like yeah, I think I guess you have to play it by year. Like, if the right. champ has a serious injury. 
Like, I, I don't see the need for an interim champ to take the right. title off. Exactly. That's that's my thought as, as well. But if they're gone for, like, you know, a couple of months to a few months, like, not more than three, four months, mm-hmm. okay, sure. Like, it could be fodder for some good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I, for this instance, like, 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 I wasn't totally against it. Mm-hmm. So this one was pretty well worked, and I thought the better of the two women's matches. Uh, in fact, I'm not so much a fan of Jamie Hayter, but I thought this was her best match in AEW thus far. Uh, and they kind of teased dissension between her and Britt, which eventually led to Tony Storm capitalizing on that tension to win the belt. Was that the right call, do you think? No. Who, no, who would... because... A few things, right? There's mm-hmm. no, there's nothing to chew on as far as Tony, right? There's no, right. there's no real story, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it was definitely more. I think even more than the acclaim, I think Hater should have won this match. I think mm-hmm. it was Hater's time, right? Hater should have definitely got the belt. And some, at one point, like the like the cheers for Hater were were deafening, just mm-hmm. like the cheers for the acclaimed were. The, the cheers, well, the boost for, sorry, the boost for Swerving Our Glory. Right. The cheers for Hater were, were deafening. Like, the, mm-hmm. the whole crowd wanted Hater to win. Yeah, like, Hater is, is kind of, like, positioned like another Wardlow uh, to me. Like, I think that, and, and what I thought would have happened, they kind of did tease it in this match, is that Britt would end up stealing the win away from Hater and end up being the champion again, and then they could do the chase with, with Jamie Hater. Yeah, exactly. And I know we talked about, you know, just minutes before talking about like calling an audible and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the terms like in terms of long term storytelling. I think in this instance, if they were if they were to call an audible, they should have done it for this because there is no story. There's no story with Tony Storm. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like she she's a great wrestler. Like you know she she's good. She's like one of the top women wrestlers. In the industry, but there's no story, right? Like, what do you do with Tony Storm in the title, right? Mm-hmm. Like, nothing really, right? With Hater, there, there is a story already. There's a story here. Mm-hmm. So I think True. they, I think maybe if they were to call an audible, they should have called an audible for that. True. Under, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so okay, here it is. It wasn't a match, but I'm just gonna call it an angle. Uh, it is what it is, and one of the worst ones of the year, in my opinion. Uh, it was supposed to be Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. They actually sh- they actually showed uh, JB's actual mother and sister seated at ringside, and Christian tried to rile them up. But then Jungle Boy comes out, and he's waiting for Luchasaurus, who comes out of the opposite tunnel and suddenly just chokeslams Jungle Boy onto the steel pyro grid. Jungle Boy eventually makes his way to the ring and is immediately speared by Christian, who then hits the kill switch, and that's it. Okay, so I'm going to ask for your opinion in a bit, but first, I had heard that Christian was injured. Uh, One of our listeners, Matthew Smith, had had posted about that, Uh, hence why this was turned into a short match, which is fine. Uh, How I would have done it, though, is have Jungle Boy win the squash match, then you do the post-match angle with Luchasaurus, and then Christian can always use the excuse that Jungle Boy beat him while he was injured and couldn't take him straight up. Perfect heel thing to do. How did the live crowd react to this outcome, and where do you see this one going from here? So, I was surprised. We were all surprised that happened. We were like, wait, what? And then and then when the match happened and Christian squashed him, like, you know, it was like, we all thought it was bullshit. This was 
this was the lowest point of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. This was a point, and I think this was, I think definitely this was the wrong call. Like, I, I see where it kind of makes sense, but I think, like, I agree with you. I think Jungle Boy should have gone over, but I, I'm guessing the reasoning was, was, oh, Luchasaurus, you know, effed uh, Jungle Boy up, mm-hmm. so Jung- Jungle Boy couldn't compete, so maybe they're setting up a match somewhere down the line, possibly full gear, or maybe one of the special dynamites for Jungle Boy to find a goal for Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next interview uh, definitely could have been held off of TV, for TV. Uh, basically, Marvez is between best friends and Death Triangle and talked about their match on Dynamite this week. Um, I'll tell you what was necessary, though, uh, and that was the next match between Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. This was my pick for match of the night. Uh, I'm not sure how it was for the live audience. Uh, We definitely saw glimpses of the old Lionheart Chris Jericho, and it was a technical masterpiece from where I stood. Um, They did show Daniel Garcia at one point watching on a monitor backstage. The finish was basically uh, Jericho backing into the corner and kind of wedging the referee Aubrey in there as well so she wouldn't notice as he delivered a low blow to Danielson and then hit the Judas effect for the win. I did see a lot of people afterwards complaining, saying that Jericho didn't need the win, but I didn't mind it. I mean, I, I don't think Danielson particularly needed the win either. Uh, what did you think of that? Oh, uh, this was definitely like, you know, my second favorite match of the night. It was great. It was great. They're mm-hmm. two masters of their craft. I know Jericho proving once again that he's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. You know, Danielson, even though he lost, proving, you know, why he's probably the one of the... He is the best wrestler of our generation, right? And right. and you know, it was it was great. It was great, and uh, you know, the whole the whole match from 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 beginning to end was it was great. Like you know, the what was it, Elliot Taylor, the guy who sang right. some, mm-hmm. uh, Danielson's uh, theme song. That was pretty cool seeing him, and and yeah, just from beginning to end, like really really solid match. You know, you know, you know, the sec my second favorite match of the night, and. It was great. The crowd loved it. The crowd ate it up, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was it was really good. Uh, the final uh, trios match was second from the top. It was House of Black against the weird combination of Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting. Uh, this one was okay, but I think most people were probably burnt out by then. They just wanted the main event. Uh, Sting actually did use his own version of the Black Mist to blind Malachi, <laughs> uh, which. I saw that. Which led into the finish and Darby getting the pin off the Last Supper. Did now it, it didn't look like there was too much mist coming out from the live audience. From your perspective, did it look like Sting was just spitting on him? No, I, I had to do a double take, right? Because like I saw Sting spit, and then and then I asked the guy beside me, did, "Did Sting just miss Malachi?" And they're like, "Yeah." Like, oh, okay, okay, but. There's one thing I do want to add, though, right? Sure. Which you probably know about, right? Which you probably, you know, you should probably already read. So the mm-hmm. match ended, and they're playing, you know, the promo for the main event. Right. Then and I see, and I see Malachi, and I see Julia, I see Brody, and you know, I see them all. They're mm-hmm. off, they're at the top of the stage, mm-hmm. and Malachi bows and blows a kiss, right? And then right. I'm just like, wait, wait, what's going on here? And then and then they embrace and they leave. I heard and, about that, yeah. And then I'm like, wait what's going on here and then earlier in the day i was talking to some other uh, uh people and they're like yeah apparently like during the fan fest um in a nearby starbucks malachi was 
talking to two other wrestlers. I think one of them is Miro, and I don't know who the other one was. And Malachi was complaining about everything, mm-hmm. everything that was going on in his life with the company. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. So I guess I guess he's gone for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean it. it kind of makes sense if he were to go back to WWE his wife is there so that I guess would be the most logical career move at this point um, Tony so Tony Schiavone catches up with Daniel Garcia in the back but the interview is interrupted by Jericho who basically says Garcia has a match with for the pure title with Wheeler Yuta and Dynamite this week but he will not be accompanied by the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, there was actually a lot on tonight's show to promote the TV uh, I'm actually of the old school mindset that TV is meant, meant to build a pay-per-view, not the opposite. But uh, again, it is what it is. And then we finally got to the main event. Um, it was clear that there was a one-sided audience for Punk. It also almost reminded me of the Money in the Bank against Cena, although Moxley did have supporters as well. Uh, Punk hit the GTS early but wasn't able to get the pin. Uh, Punk also did some color after after being bounced off the ring post, and then Moxley started to target Punk's foot. Uh, the end came where Punk delivered a second GTS, but Moxley bounced off the ropes and landed on top of Punk's shoulders from a seated position. Punk then delivered one final GTS for the final three count, and he is once again the undisputed champion. Um, now, before uh, I ask for your comments on that, uh, we have a few minutes left, so I'm just going to rush through the, uh, the closing minutes here. Uh, Punk didn't have much time to celebrate as the lights went out. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we hear the audio from a phone conversation, apparently, between Tony Khan and MJF. And then, of course, out comes Maxwell to reveal himself as the Joker from the latter match. He flips off the Chicago crowd and then ends the show by signaling to Punk that he wants the world title. Uh, firstly, after the ladder match, did you know at that point that it was going to be MJF? There is an inkling, right? We all, we're all mm-hmm. talking with everybody here. There is an inkling, right? We weren't too sure, mm-hmm. right? We weren't too sure because he's been gone for three months. Right. right? He's, been go- he's been gone for three months, but there was an inkling, Yo, could this be MJF? Like, you know, you know we're, we're like halfway sure, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, who else could it be, really, right? Who of else course. could it be? What other big name is out there that it could bring? Mm-hmm. So we had an inkling. Um, and yeah, so here's the thing about the split reaction. So that's not necessarily true, right? But uh, so there's there's a lot of people cheering for Moxley, a lot, and um, it wasn't like split like half half, but I want to say maybe. A fourth to maybe a third of the crowd was cheering for Moxley. Mm-hmm. So the, keep that in mind. But like sure. definitely, like the cheers for Punk were at times like pretty deafening. But like you know, the crowd it wasn't like a like a huge like it wasn't like everybody was cheering for Punk and booing Mox. Like no, like there are some there are some cheers for Mox. Okay, well, that wraps up our uh, pay-per-view recap. Yeah. Uh, Ruben, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, it's a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, anytime yeah. you want to come back, uh, always feel free to message me. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I will leave our uh, listeners with an ABC. Uh-